This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is St. Patrick's Day, 2022. And I don't remember, and I, I keep meaning to look it up, but is it if you wear green, you get pinched, or you don't wear green, you get pinched? I personally think that it's probably you're probably going to get pinched no matter what. So um, I do need to look that up. But if you do have comments about that, go ahead and shoot them to me um, here at Blog Talk Radio. We've got um, our Readers Entertainment Radio, and I have a link up here. Them. Welcome to uh, send me some info on that. And does anybody know where that tradition started? So I'd love to know about that too. Um, but today um, there's going to be a pinch me moment because I'm talking to an author of with her debut novel. And it's very interesting because um, it's a pinch of fun and a, a pinch of sassy and a pinch of mystery. And so I'm looking forward to talking to um, Sam Cheetah. And the way you pronounce her last name is Cheetah, but you spell it T-S-C-H-I-D-A. And she has written a book called Surrey, Who Am I? And the story is about a young woman who wakes up in the emergency room. Um, she's had a head injury, and she has no idea who she is, where she lives, anything about herself. And she has to retrace her steps um, going through her Instagram page and figuring out who she is, what her name is, and all this other stuff. And apparently there's a lot of people really upset with her. Um, and, of course, because she doesn't really know what's going on, she's uh, hard-pressed to understand, you know, what, why people are mad at her. Um, so I'm very interested to talk to, um, to uh, Sam about this. And she is supposed to be here in just a few minutes, so I'm just going to keep gabbing until she gets here. Um, and then we also have so many authors uh, coming uh, this year, I'm proud to say that um, I'm pretty much booked almost for the rest of the year, um, and I've got a ton of authors, some of which are new to you, and some of which are um, return uh, friends that are going to be here. So in the next few weeks, we're going to see um, Anna Guire, who's going to come in, Tracy Douglas, um, Lily Chu. Nan Reinhardt. Um, I've also got an anthology group coming in in June, Heroes with Heart and Heat, or Heat and Heart. Um, I mean, we've got Kelly Kane's going to come back. She was just here recently. Sinclair Jane has been here a few times. Um, and, I mean, just a ton of people. And then, of course, some people that are trying this for the very first time and very nervous. So I'm excited for them to be here this year um, and to give us a shout. So, um and Sam has just jumped on the line. So we're going to talk to Sam here. Here she comes. Hey, Sam, how are you? Good. How about you? Hi. I'm good. So I'm going to do your little intro. So you're a rom-com writer. Okay. You live with your gang of children, a couple of poorly behaved dogs, and one handsome man, which if you guys want to see, he is on Instagram with Sam. So go check him out. Um, when she's not writing, <laughs> she's probably making lasagna. Um and then who knows what she's doing. And then, of course, guarantee that she's actively brainstorming her next book. Um, she lives, She besides living the dream of writing books, she is the head bitch at SMUT, Nutt University, a school of writing she started 
for writers to connect, learn craft, and tell dirty jokes, which is a lot of fun. Um, she also edits other people's books. She's part of Pitch Wars, um, and she is a Pisces, so we might as well call it what he is, what that uh, therapy, what that university is, it's therapy. Um, she is basically an unlicensed therapist who likes to write rom-coms, but really, I mean, writing is therapy, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> It is. That's all. Sometimes just getting it out of your brain is a, yeah, sometimes just getting it out of your brain is what we all really need. Just to just write it down. Even if we just throw it away, it's it's out. (laughs) So tell me, I was telling, uh, before you got here, I was telling them a little bit about Surrey, Who Am I? Um, Where did you get the idea for this story? Actually, um, I wrote another book. Um, It was like more of a standard book. Amnesia Trope Romance. I, I wrote the whole thing uh-huh. and I was querying it. And and then I was like, wow, it'd be really cool if I wrote an amnesia romance, but instead of having like the lover, you know, the lover character help the person figure out who they were, they were like, they had to figure it out themselves. So, yeah. Was, yeah. So, you know, it just took me 80,000 words to get to the idea. Sure, sure. Wow. And again, sometimes you just have to get it out there. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I'm I was I'm writing a new series, and that first chapter sometimes is just a killer, and you're like, I don't need a 30 page chapter, um, but then you realize you really need to start like page 12. Um, yeah. But you need to get all that out. I mean, you have to get the. It's basically brainstorming is what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, and sometimes like it's hard to come up with something I don't know. You know, you just it's all part of the journey. Sometimes the high concept idea doesn't come. You don't know when your high concept idea is gonna come. I'm letting my dog out. That's why the doors um <laughs> he goes yeah. in and out constantly. It is. I mean Yes, I have a couple of those as well. Um and they need to go and search, make sure nothing's changed in the last ten minutes since they were outside before. So that's yeah, no, and they're looking for I might have refilled Yeah. If you mm-hmm. leave, then I might refill a food bowl like outside. It's always a dream. <laughs> and then sometimes critters come down and dance in the window, and that always gets them to want to go outside. So um, that's a lot of fun. So, I'm, But, I mean, you shifting the power from the main character than the love interest trying to help find the story is huge because that really puts all the power and the pressure on that, that main character. And you told it from first person. Yeah. I thought it was more, it was kind of fun because then she's tricking her. She really is literally fooling herself. Like, mm-hmm. all, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny then. I'm, anything. I'm always right. up for jokes. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I mean, plus two, she, like you're saying, she's tricking herself. She's like, well, that can't be right. But then she's still asking the same questions that we as the reader are saying, no, wait, wait a minute, what? You know, um, yep. and then how we kind of fool ourselves a little bit. Yeah, I like it. So how did you, um, are, have you lived in L.A.? Have you, I mean, is that how you've come up, decided with L.A., or why did you place it there? Well, I, when I, I, I pitched this novel to um, an editor at Quirk, and and she's like, "Oh, that's a great idea. Why don't you write up a chapter and a synopsis?" And the original chapter I wrote was set in Minnesota, where I live. And she's like, "Uh, eh, no, no, thank you. I don't want to read about Minnesota." She's like, "Why don't you make it 
you know, like sexier. And um, mm-hmm. I had to go to Long Beach for, I went to Long Beach three times in a row while I was, um, for other reasons, while I was, like, right after she said that. So I was like, great, I'll set it in Long Beach, which, you know, I was like, right. it satisfied her criteria. And it, it worked much better because with the character of being an influencer and, I think the the long setting is more appropriate. You know, that's always so interesting because people talk about character development, but really part of that, I would like you're saying, is um, that the setting is its own character, um, and that can change the whole mood of the book. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, winners in Minnesota are very different from winners in, in California, Southern California. Yeah. And just the whole vibe of Minnesota <laughs> wasn't quite right for the book. It would have been fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> she was not she quite was the same story. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think when I you some, when you decided you were going to go ahead. Oh no 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 just go far. So when you decided you were going to uh, write it from first person. How and then you know change the character who has amnesia who with their journey. How long did it take you to write that book versus when you wrote the original concept? Um, you know, I had a deadline, so I wrote it real fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she gave me um the I think writing the first I think the first couple chapters in the synopsis took probably as long as it took to write the whole book because. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had rewrote the first chapter multiple times and you know worked on the concept, but then they gave me four uh, four months to turn in the first draft. So okay, that's I got the whole I got the whole draft out and done in in uh, in four months, and then the revising didn't take as long as I mean it was probably one of the fastest books I've ever written actually, which is okay. I I mean I I think it was the fastest book I've ever written. And then the revising didn't. Okay. We didn't have a huge amount of time because they there was enough interest in the book. It sold at auction for film film TV rights right away, and they were like, "Oh no, we okay. need to get this book out." And so I, we hurried up the revising. Oh, there's my dog. Sorry. <laughs> so it was it was fast. It went really really fast. And then the pandemic happened, and then it sat in the warehouse for a year. <laughs> Oh, and everything no. got back up. So it was it was printed and everything, and then you, you had to wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <gasps> they, um, changed the release, they changed the release date. I think it was backed up almost a year. Because it was originally okay. supposed to come out in 2020, and that came out in 2021. It was all ready to go. Wow. That's, that would just be so frustrating, I'm sure. Oh, well, so much about the pandemic is frustrating. Okay, I mean, I went on, it was kind of annoying. Like... Yeah, I went on a little, <laughs> I was like, it was exciting. I mean, like, there was so much buildup and excitement right away. I, I went on a little book tour. I went to, a, like, a couple different conferences. And there was, you know, like, the, the film TV stuff was happening, which was exciting. And then the pandemic just shut everything down. So that was that was a bummer. Wow. Wow. So, and you mentioned um, TV and film rights. So what's the status on that? 
Um, I don't think anything's happening right now. So if anybody's listening who wants okay. to buy the film TV rights, let me know. <laughs> yeah. <that> court now. <laughs> but, um, right. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I could see it. I mean, I could easily see this being something that you could um, that you could adapt. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty vivid. Yeah, I think it would, I think it I think it would work great as a film or a TV show. Obviously, yeah, but, um, right. <laughs> yeah, Do, who would you cast? Oh dear lord. This is a horrible question. I can't even imagine. Um, you know, somebody on Instagram tagged me the other day in a post, and they they were like, wow, this book is about me. And the girl or the woman is an influencer with, like, tons of followers, and she's a, some type of matchmaking expert. And I was like, wow, she would actually be perfect. She looks pretty much like Mia, and she is an influencer. But, um, cool. As far as... As far as like actual actors, actresses, I don't know. I could just go with like um, yeah. the cast of The Good Place, like Sin Bell and the guy who plays Chidi. They'd work. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That show. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's funny. Show. That that show, I, I'd heard all this stuff about it, and I actually didn't start watching it until it was Netflix, and it was off the air um, for the NBC. And I started watching it, and the first, you know, first several episodes, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of funny. And then they started really digging deep. And so sometimes it would do this wave of, you know, funny and then deep, and, then fun, and it's like all this introspection. And then the last few episodes, I was, I mean, I don't want to blow it for anyone, but I was not expecting to be crying. Uh, with it. It's a I really mean, good show. <laughs> you know, that's how it, it's so good. Well, and then it has so much depth to it, which it is like delivered in a fun, like fun way, but you have depth and so you don't feel like it's just like you're popping, you know, like potato chips type. And then you feel like you like to gain right. something watching that show. So you've got this going. Now, what is your next project after this one? Oh, God, I've got a lot of things going. Um, <laughs> none of them are signed at the moment. So okay. I have a, I have two other rom-coms I'm working on, and my agent is ho- hopefully going to submit things next month. So I've got kind of okay. like a, a, fun, a fun rom-com with like a family dynasty but I'm hoping, I don't know, we'll see. I hope it goes okay. Yeah. Do you have any characters that people have asked for books, any characters from this book that people have asked for their story? Um, Crystal. Okay. Um, people like Crystal. And, um, and are you thinking of, of writing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, I would I would write anything but um, since I'm not self-publishing and I don't have a contract for it I think if I wrote it it would just be it would stay in my Dropbox folder well you could always do a little freebie you know do a um, like a short novella yeah, that, for yeah actually that's a great no. idea I should but do, only, um, for, only for your newsletter people that's genius. 
I am the worst business person on the planet Earth. So you should just tell me if you tell me what I should do right here, I should just do it because I'm I like literally have I'm the worst business person. That's a great idea. I never yes. thought of that. Yes. So write a little novella and then um you just only give it to it's a free novella you get when you sign up for the newsletter. And so if anybody wants to sign up for her newsletter, you have to go to um Sam Tita and remember it's S A M and T S com. At the very top of her page, it says sign up for my newsletter. And then you would get this little free novella that you could add later. She doesn't have it now, so nobody can exactly. hear it say she doesn't have it. I know. Um, but I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to write that. <laughs> I love that idea. I think I yeah, love that idea. I should have talked to you. I think my author name is also a problem. I should have, like, used a name that was a lot easier to instead of my real name. <laughs> You know, it's, it's hindsight yeah. 2020. I have a lot of friends that are like, well, should I have a pen name for this project or that project? And I've seen people do pen names when they write, like, very, very different things. Um, yeah. So, like, if you write children's books and then you write, you know, steamy romance, there's obviously you you do two different things because kids are like, oh, I know this author. It's like, ah, not that book. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it just depends. I I, I don't know. People will figure it out. I mean, if, if they can't spell your last name, they'll just say, Surrey, who am I? And you'll name, your name comes up. So it's all there good. There we go. Perfect. Easy peasy. So, yeah, you're solid. So you've got this. You've got, you've got other things you're working on. Um, but you have Smut University. So tell me where you came up with this idea and the name. Um, I think I just... I don't know where I came up with the name, and I, just, I think I just had the idea, and I thought it was funny. And then I, and then, you know, I went with it. I just, yeah. I, yeah. It's been, it's been great. Um, I have three classes right now, and I love all the students. But I feel like anybody who signs up for Smut University, I automatically, like, have a lot in common with them because they probably like a good joke, and they don't take themselves too seriously. So, right. It's been a really nice crowd of people. And so what you do, so someone can sign up for $100 a month, and then you get mm-hmm. a class. Let's see, you've got Tuesday evening, Sunday morning. Those are full. Then you have Wednesday yep. evening, and then a possible Tuesday lunch class. But you've also got Zoom writing. Yeah. Are those like sprints? Like people can do sprints? Yeah, we do. Um, we, yeah, we do sprints in the morning. And then um, okay. now we do – I started, I, I don't update the website very often. So like the Sunday class, I could probably squeeze another person in now. But um, yeah, we do like biannual retreats and like we're doing an agent, an event like this month. We did like a query workshop with an agent and I have a couple agents reading chapters for people. It's been, it's been a, um, a, nice, nice. a nice group of people. Yeah, it is. It's been really nice. So how many in that, are in a class? Really fun. Probably like 10. Like 10 people. Okay. Um, sometimes like, sometimes it's a little smaller, sometimes it's a little bigger depending on, but I think on average, I think the Tuesday class is probably like six people always show up. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we're up to 10, you know, depending on, depending yeah. on, you know, like some people are regulars and some people have busy lives and, don't make it every week. Right. 
So do you have to have anything published? Is this someone who's aspiring to write? Do you have to write a specific kind of story, like a certain genre, to be part there, of the group? There are no entrance requirements at, at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can, um, as long as you're – I think I have a different – you know, I have a lot of different genres. Like my Wednesday night class, I've got a couple of romance, a mystery, a sci-fi writer. Last night, um, a thriller writer started. It's kind of fun. I like to have the mixed genres. That's nice. And then mm-hmm. varying, um, varying like uh, degrees of experience. I kind of okay. like to have that. Okay. Kind of like it's like a Montessori group. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important that your writers help writers no matter what level of writing you are because I remember I was in a writer's group and there was a a woman in the group who had written this beautiful women's fiction. And she had come in and said she'd gotten picked up by a publisher and we were all excited and she starts talking to us about it. We realized it's a vanity press. So, oh, um, yep. That they're, yeah. That they're, you know, she's like, well, after I pay for the editing, and we we're like, whoa, 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 what, what? Ooh, ouch. And, yeah, yeah. And she was like, but that's, and we're like, no, absolutely not, pull it, because some of those vanity presses, um, the fine print, they own your book. I mean, you will never get it back. Um, so people have to be very, very careful. But with so much self-publishing now, and really good information about that, um, you know, if, if you're feeling stressed out about getting your book published, if you put a really good quality product out there, um, nothing says that at some point if you do sign with a publisher, they wouldn't republish your self-pubs if you wanted them to. Um, so, you know, never rush into something, you know, like you're saying, like into just for, just for the sake of saying you have a book on the shelf. Um, and I'm Absolutely. sure those are the kind of things you guys discuss as well as, as you know, craft of writing. Yep. Uh, what works, yeah, what doesn't, and the brainstorming here. part. Yeah. I think the brainstorming is what I love. Yeah. Yeah, brainstorming is my favorite, too. It's always that, that's the most fun. I love being in, in at the start of a project and all of the potential. I love yeah. the brainstorming. And then um, I think it is good, it, too. Like, yeah. It's important to network with other writers. So you, it is, it's just important to talk to other writers and to talk about your project. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like your project. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just thinking. Well, yeah, right. and, and if you go through your daily life, nobody knows. Like, you're, it's such so important to writers. Like, the whole world that they're creating in their head. So, it's that's if they don't share it with anyone, it's just like, it's especially bad if the book doesn't go anywhere. Then it's like this whole world that like dies, and no one else ever knew about mm-hmm. it. It was like this, an important right. part. So it's good to have a group of people who are there for you. Again. Well, that just even validate the fact that you're doing it at all. Because yep, exactly. I think that there's times when, I mean, there's, I've told this story for anybody who's listened to more than like five of my episodes. Um, years ago, I was on a panel and there was a woman who was from the Sisters in Crime um, group. And she said the reason you want to have a group of writers um, they validate your, you know, crazy ideas. And so she said one of, they were all at coffee and one of the women there was going on a second honeymoon to Italy. And she kept talking about how they're going to stay in this castle, you know, this hotel castle thing. And she said she couldn't wait to get there because she was going to go straight to the roof 
<clears throat> she was going to go straight to the roof and see how how hard she'd have to push someone for them to land on the sidewalk. And 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 so it wasn't. It was a sisters in it was a sisters in crime chapter. So they're all sitting around talking about, oh, okay, so how tall is the ledge? Is the person going to be standing next to it? Are you going to throw them over? Are you going to push them over? How, you know, how tall is the castle? How, and, you know, and, uh, and is it going to be a struggle? And there was this whole big brainstorming like you're talking about. But, of course, if you said that to someone who didn't know, people would be like, yeah. um, should we worry? Call the police. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need help? Did your husband Cancel know? all play yeah. dates with your um, children. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> having that yeah. is just it's massive, it, and and plus you know you can sit there and have, um, you know character witnesses if FBI ever comes knocking on your door by your because your search history. So that's fair. Exactly, <laughs> they, they can tell exactly why. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I was like, um, we're concerned. It's like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Um, I actually. Yeah, I actually did that. I was in nursing. I was I finished nursing school. <clears throat> we were doing training for the, my first job, and they were going over medicines you cannot push through the IV and medicines you can, you know, that mix you mix in the IV fluids, blah, 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 and how much dilute, dilute it and everything. And I kept asking, is that traceable? Um, <laughs> you were just taking notes for writing because um, I love that. <laughs> I was. And, and after about, you know, the fourth time I asked, um, one of the girls, I mean, the, the the woman who's orienting us is getting a very, very worried look on her face. And um, one of my classmates said, oh, oh, she's a writer. Don't worry. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Did you only go like, to nursing school? Have we so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. Through all of that, yeah. So yeah, so but I, you know, there's some classic ones that she never pushed, but um, you know, it's just it's it's just like okay, but is that traceable? Um, and I will not say that any of them that are are not at this point. Um, if you if you people want to find out, they can talk to people. Um, so, uh, but you've got this, you've got they have you know, to go to nursing school, right? That's right, they do. They have to go to some sort of medical some training because I'm not giving that up. Um, so you've got all this going on, and then you've got kiddos. And you've got dogs, and, you know, you've got a life outside of writing. Do you have a schedule that you sit down every day to go by? Is it a, like a rotating schedule? How do you get those that time for the words on the page? Like you commit to yourself to do it. Well, I do. Um, I run Zoom writing every morning with Smut U. So I always get some words in then because I run the sprints. Um, and then that's the – that's guaranteed. Sometimes okay. that's all I get. Or like yeah. at, at night. With the pandemic, it was particularly <laughs> difficult because everybody was in the house. So I just um, like try to sneak away. But, you know, kids, that the pandemic yeah. was like definitely slowed me down. Because me working from home and the kids all you know, doing their schooling from home because Minnesota was home all year. That was yeah. just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of just doing my best. Just there was a like lot the of schedule. Was, that was a lot, a lot of, that was a lot, a lot. That's all, that's all I can say. So now this year right. has been right. better. So I can yeah. always work in the morning. And then like 
sometimes I'll have like a, I share custody with my kids too. So sometimes I'll have like a day that is just pure, um, like nothing. So then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just power out, out as many words as I can on a day like that. Right. Right. Yeah. I th- and I think that, again, you have to find out what works for you best. Um, yeah. Because everyone's got their own method. Um, some yeah. people write great in the morning. Some people write great in the evening. You know, uh, mm-hmm. some people write great on deadline. Uh, you know, who knows? But um, there's no perfect yeah. way. I mean, you know, we've all read stories about, like, I think it was John Grisham would get up at five every morning and write. And then um, there's others that would write you know, straight for 12 hours. And, and I mean, Nora Roberts is, is well known for, she puts in her eight hours a day. I mean, she's like, and because yeah. she's putting out five, six books a year and has been doing that for who knows how long. Um, but I mean, she's got a routine, you know? And so I think that yeah. it's, it's figuring out what your routine can be. It's a lot harder to have a routine with so many moving parts though and so many people. It really is. And then, mm-hmm. like, even, like, my parents will come into town on a day that there's just so many moving parts because I, I feel like I have a pretty big life. But if I'm focused, like, the last, like, a project I was working on right now, like, I look down and I've got 20,000 words. And I don't even know how I did that. Mm. I don't, right. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was on a plane and I managed 3,000 words on a plane. I just sneak it into the cracks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest part, though, when you work from home, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, and you kind of mentioned it, though, um, people yeah. think you're immediately available. Oh, and, absolutely. And you're not, yeah, yeah, yep, all absolutely. the time. Absolutely. Even my computer, like we only had one computer in the house, which was the computer, and everybody, so whenever the kids, I would have to be, like, immediately available to help everyone, like, with snacks, questions, to mediate right. fights. And then anybody who needed a computer, I had to give them, like, oh, shit, the kids have to write a report on something, and I need to write it. I'm like, what's more important? I don't know. Like, right. you always, like, right. you have to, like, renegotiate, like, whether or not what you're doing is worthwhile. Like, every, like every day you wake up and try to figure out if it's worth fighting to get a few thousand words in when there's so many obstacles. Yeah, but then sometimes it's, I think sometimes it's just for sanity purposes, you know. Even yeah, you have the, to. The 3,000 words you, yeah, the 3,000 words you put out, you know, 290 of them you, you erase or put in some junk folder for later use. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it still needed to be said or written. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Or, absolutely. And then if I haven't done it, like if I like let life kind of win for a few days, mm-hmm. then I really feel like then I I feel horrible and I like, I have to carve out that time because there's, I mean, that's what is meaningful to me and makes me happy as a person. And like, that's my thing versus like, it's, you have to have yeah. like something for yourself as well as, and it's not only just, it's not just like a thing, it's actually my career. So it's a job and a, you can't let it slide. Oh yeah. No, you can't. And so when we're talking about carving out that niche and finding your way, we're going to go back to Surrey, where am I? And, you know, you're talking about Mia and I'm, I'm reading her in those first chapters and I'm just, I'm so angst written for her because I can't imagine not knowing 
anything about who you are. And and then to be to look at her, she's like, okay, I can look at my phone. And some people talk about, um, oh no, she would remember. It's like, well, you don't always because head injuries are weird. Um, yeah. And so it's really interesting what we remember, what we don't. So it's, I mean, look at Alzheimer's. You know, you can remember your patients are remembering what happened when they were in the fourth grade and they can't remember what to do with the telephone, you know? Um, yeah. So, it, yeah. So, I mean, that layering, was that hard? To, I mean, what headspace did you go into to write that kind of angst for her? Um, I think I just started, I, I just like walked through it with her. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was trying to, find the dramatic moments because that's what's interesting story-wise and find the comedy in it. Cause I was, I like dark, mm-hmm. I like dark comedy and that's what, you know, so that's the funniest and most compelling to me most of the time. That lighthearted stuff is great, but um, I like that darkness, like the comedy with some real depth and that's what this is, I think. But um, yeah. Also my dad's a, I have a neurologist. Mm-hmm. I would um I would just call him and be like, "Hey, Dad, is this believable?" And so he he actually would like step out of the room and he's talking to a patient. I didn't realize this at first, and he'd be talking about my fake my fake head injury, and mm-hmm. but he was very helpful. Was it important for you to keep it as accurate as possible medically? Um, I wanted to make it believable. I'm not too worried about about 100% accuracy. I'm mostly worried about a good story and just Mm -hmm. believable enough that the reader can be there for the ride. Right, right. Because too technical, they're going to drift away to (laughs) this is gone somewhere else. Yeah. But, yeah, believable, I can understand that. Um, And it's interesting, too, what's believable and then what's real sometimes with some of the – the way things have been presented, like being able to get labs back and for a complicated DNA sequence in, you know, 15 minutes on a TV show. It doesn't happen like that. So, um, no, yeah, no. but I mean, for, but people are there for, for the TV ride, purposes, right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Was your dad, I, I can't imagine the story. If he's a neurologist, I can't imagine the stories he's, make the patients he's had over the years and all sorts of different um, situations. I'm sure he had definitely fascinating stories to tell you. Um, yeah. And some of which I, it, it was probably shocking because the medicine is just kind of a, a bizarre thing sometimes of what happens, what we think will happen, what doesn't. Was he surprised that you were writing something with amnesia? I mean, had you ever mentioned that before? Um. No, I don't think my dad's surprised by anything. <laughs> He's just along for the ride. <laughs> he, was, nice. he was, you know, mostly just, he wanted me to go to medical school so so bad. He gave me, you know, medical school textbooks for college graduation. And now, but he's been very supportive. Sure. He reads all my books. Even, <laughs> I remember he was reading a YA rom-com I wrote on a plane. I was just like a hot boy on the cover. <laughs> he's, he's there for the, he's a good dad. He's such a good dad. And I, I think that's amazing. We're all, we're all pretty goofy. So I don't think any, I think amnesia is probably one of the least goofy things I've brought up at home. 
Right. So, but one of the big things that really got your attention was the TikTok. Um, you know, you were all over TikTok for this book. Um, was, it? was it something that you, yeah. So, I mean, um, well, and then that answers my question. <laughs> I was going to say, was that well, I didn't know that. Really I, didn't not. I, did, I didn't know that at all. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> well, your book is. Damn. Yeah, maybe I should so, download that. Yeah, I'll, fi- I'll find. I mean, honestly, I have not gotten into doing any videos for TikTok, but I just kind of peruse. And I was talking to someone yesterday. I've gone down the rabbit hole of watching drag queens transform. So there's this one guy um, on there. His name Evan something, and he does these. Okay. He's you know talking to the camera, but he's doing these diet these monologues of these Disney villains or these different villains, and he's okay. transforming like layer by layer. It's fascinating because I think I've watched Cruella and uh, Ursula like 30 times each. It's just it's yeah. fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's, but it's fun. I mean, it's, it's just kind of, it's brain candy, but it, there's just some stuff on there that's very informative. Um, but it's just like in, in little bites, which people seem to want now. Yeah. People love TikTok. I, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. I know TikTok. I do keep, I kept thinking like, I don't know like how to find the bandwidth in the day to like just, Every time um, Quirk asks me to, like, film a tiny video, it could be like, Sam, yeah. please answer three questions on camera. It'll take me days, days, because yeah. I don't know, like, I do so many takes, and then I'm like, wow, I look stupid, wow, I look stupid, delete, 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 and then my phone storage is full, and then I have to take a break because I have to figure out how many pictures of my kids to delete before I <laughs> film something else. <laughs> I'm sure that there's there's probably technical problems that I'm having. There are a lot of dumb pictures of my kids yeah. on this phone, though. But and then I I'm like yeah, I don't know I can't even imagine if I pick up TikTok. Yeah, I should. I keep thinking Still, like maybe one of my kids without. They could. Yeah, I could help you. I know. I was like, God, they're not even on TikTok though. They're not very hip. Yeah, I've kept mine. I think my oldest, she's in college now, and so she's got it. But, I mean, you know, she's a legal okay. adult, so she wants TikTok, you know. Right? Um, but the others, we've, I I have it. And if I see something that's interesting, I let them watch it. But we pretty much avoided social media for all of them until they got to high school, and even then it was limited. Um, and yeah. the drama that was avoided was unbelievable. I mean, I, really I didn't did. think... You know, it, it was one of those things my oldest didn't have it at all until high school, and she only got, like, <laughs> she came to me when she was a freshman. She goes, Mom, can I get on social media? I was like, well, you know, you're ninth grader. You're going to be on the journalism, you know, journalism and everything. You know, probably she goes, can I have Pinterest? And I thought, what are you, 90-year-old woman? <laughs> Which is obviously me, too, because I have Pinterest. But, I mean, it's like you're 14 and you want Pinterest. And she did. She And I was like, okay, sure, we can do Pinterest. So, um, and so of cute. course, then she added a few. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a lot of crafts and pictures of dogs and, you know, Aww, things like that. That's, so, that's, that's yeah. adorable. It was sweet. Um, but I think that I found out that there was just a ton of stuff going on social media-wise. Um, through school, and she wasn't on it. So she would go to school, and people would say, did you see such and such? And she'd say, no. And they'd be like, oh. And she'd go to someone else and ask them. Um, And she didn't mind not knowing what the drama was. 
So we've just taken that so thread true. with the others. Yeah. It just And they don't miss it. It's like, no, no good. I'll just, yeah. I, I, at this age, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for kids to absorb. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it's overwhelming at best. So, yeah. My, um, but, my yeah, middle sure. kid has her first dance today, her first school dance. Oh, uh-huh. I know. She's not on social media, though. She's wearing my law school graduation robe in a, in a like, a Halloween beard to the dance. <laughs> she is, I think she gets, everyone's just wearing a weird costume. Like, they're not even, I don't know. I don't know if it's her. Okay. She's the weird one or her, everybody. Okay, well, either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, great, go, go, go for it, kid. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to us today. I appreciate you. Oh yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Thank if anybody, this has been Patricia W. Fisher. Yeah, with Readers Entertainment Radio, we've been talking to Sam Cheetah. Um, she has the book Surrey. Who am I? And you can find it out now. It's everywhere. Just do Surrey, where am I? Um, and then you can find Sam on her website. It's Sam, S-A-M, and it's Cheetah, but it's T-S-C-H-I-D-A.com. Sign up for that newsletter because she could potentially someday soon I, write a novella yeah. that she would get for free. Um, Great. And, um, <laughs> and then she's also got her university. She goes to Zoom uh, every morning. She could do some writing sprints and get some words on the page and all that other stuff. So, yeah, tune in and see what she's got going there. And she's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and maybe one day TikTok. We'll, we'll see. But I, I will have the link for all of that in the write-up of the show if you guys want to find her. Please come back and talk to us again, Sam. Okay, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Any, anytime. We'll talk to you later. And this has been Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. Everybody stay safe and keep on reading. Thank you. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. <laughs>